I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Christmas Joe present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Mr. Stuart Roy Whiffin of Grey's Essex. Sitting opposite me via the means of Skype is... Creepy Chris Glasson. Ah, CCG. <laughs> uh, from uh, Basildon. Yeah. Bas Vegas. Ba- Are you Basildon or Langdon? I'm, I'm more Basildon. Even my flat in Langdon is arguably Basildon. Uh, it's Lee yeah. Chapel North. Um, how many people have already switched off? Do you think? I don't know. Yeah, I oh, mean, fuck that. People don't need to know where you live. They'd be more concerned if they if you knew where they lived. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But I've got. Um, have you ever seen any of the X Men movies? Nah. Um, Professor X can sort of like locate all mutants just with telepathy and I can do that with uh, vulnerable people <laughs> so. how, boring, how boring is that what a shit skill no it's not that's just one of many like he can oh, I'll just, just I'll just you anything like that that's just I'll just use my mind I'll just yeah. think oh, I'll bore off no, I, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you mate I, I want I want yeah. some hands-on hands-on absolutely powers. mate absolutely I've had a lot of people um reach out to me for the <laughs> concept of uh, my hammer uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, no, because you've recently invented my hammer, and yeah. uh, which is your version of Warhammer, which is it's just um, it's a simplified rule set, I think. But we could say, isn't it? No nonsense. Um, <laughs> no nonsense. That's the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> my hammer, no nonsense. Um, <laughs> Gets the job done. And then when we did superhero outfits, where you created your own superhero outfit, where you had a fucking toaster on your head. I think people like that. And one person really was really, really got emotionally involved in how upset I was acting. He's like, no, Chris, I can't see why you're getting so angry at Stuart because of X, Y and Z. <laughs> For all that, every time you always stuck up your own ass, Catwoman should be a villain and stuff like that. And I thought that was brilliant. brilliant. I, really, I really enjoyed that. Um, more abuse, well, please. Uh, what I should say um, is, oh, they've got some news coming soon, actually. I've not even told you about this, Glasson. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of uh, the sponsors, which we're mm. about to thank, so let's, um, let's first of all say a big thank you to uh, Luke Van Boom. Van Boom Creative. Uh, who's um, put together the uh, top five uh, music documentaries uh, video, which you can watch on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it's just me talking about my top five music documentaries, and uh, and it's all interspersed with clips of the documentaries and stuff. And uh, Luke's kindly put that together, so you can watch that on the Hardcore Listing Patreon page. Deep Throat isn't a documentary, though. You know that, don't you? Oh, right, okay. It's a, um, a softcore porn movie. But, I mean, as long as there's clips from it, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you can, I'm sure, you, can, you, know. you, can, you can wind that on. Um, but, so, let's get on to our other one, uh, who's um, Charles from Love Beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, love-beer.co.uk. Love yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, Charles popped round the other day um, to uh, drop off uh, the next delivery of, of beer. I didn't order any. I, I totally forgot to order some. And, uh, and Carol was going shopping. She was like, do you want anything? I was like, oh, can you just get some nice beer? And she went, oh, I ordered you some from oh, Charles for your birthday. So, um, so he dropped them off. And, uh, and whilst having a, 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 a safe distance chat, uh, I said, look, um, in these weird times, Charles, I said, I've got an idea. Um, why don't we put some kind of competition together to win the Love Beer Bar from the Whiffim? Oh, wow. Because I don't use it very often. Yeah. Um, aside from, you know, Charles delivering beer to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily always have a, a, a huge desire to drink beer. Yeah. Generally drink wine. And yeah. so um, we've got that amazing setup in the, yeah, yeah. In the within with two beer pumps and, yeah. you know, all the coolers and stuff. And so he was like, yeah, absolutely. So so stay tuned, um, Patreons, because we're going to put together a competition. Yeah. Um, which, which will mean that you can um, potentially have uh, the the bar delivered yeah. to your your home uh, yeah. from the within. Um, that sounds fun. But more news to come on that uh, in in the coming weeks. But what's today's? Oh, uh, we should thank um, who's the weird bloke that makes this sound all right. Uh, his name is seventy six. I need to get revealed his real name there. We can Stuart Mangan. He's an, another yeah. Stu, another great Stuart. Uh, we did a podcast the other day. What, what Stuart would you have replaced? I, I would have either Stuart Mangan as my uh, first choice because um, he's got just a beautiful podcasting voice. He's very quick-witted. Or then second would be Stuart Lee, the professional comedian. So that's how high I rate Stuart Mangan. Um, Stu, I love you. Marry me. I'd prob- uh, I wouldn't have Stu that high. I think he's overrated. I'd go um, <laughs> maybe uh, Stuart... Uh, Sutcliffe uh, <laughs> isn't that wasn't that the Yorkshire Ripper of uh, absolute Peter Sutcliffe you <laughs> fucking helmet <laughs> oh yeah oh is yeah. he a footballer or something he's sure Sutcliffe then was he uh, he was a beetle. Oh, of course he was uh, yeah of course he uh, was oh, oh, oh yeah of course yeah 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 of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he the Yorkshire Ripper do you know what though? I bet other listeners message in if other oh. listeners when I said Stuart Sutcliffe thought he was the Yorkshire Ripper. Uh, I bet you're not alone there, Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to put that next to Ken Livingston um, uh, and Amir Khan. I don't think. I don't. Think oh, I don't know. I that think that's bad. quite a good one, to be honest with you. I think that's quite bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, what's today, today's top five? We are going to do top five after par- after after party memories chosen by one of our patrons, Oscar. Okay, thanks, Oscar. Yeah, Oscar Doty um, has picked this one. Um, I'll tell you yeah. what, let's just quickly, before we get on with the episode, mm-hmm. just um, let you know about what's going on on Patreon at the moment. Um, because there's been a lot of stuff happening, hasn't there? We've been putting out so much stuff over there. Yeah, it's an absolute riot, you know. 
It's going you crazy. You had a count up, didn't you? There's 150 episodes that have never yeah. been released to the general public. Yeah, 150 podcasts, uh, 37 videos, and loads of other shit, basically. Loads of other weird pictures of us and embarrassing things. Yeah. So... From from as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can support us on Patreon. Yeah, and, uh, a dollar's like a thank you. If you sort of listen to Acast, a dollar's really just a thank you for that, even though there are adverts. Just give us another dollar, for fuck's sake. Um, and then from $10 a month onwards, you end up getting four extra podcasts at least a month. And $15 subscribers, they get videos as well. So, yeah, there's 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 lots of content. I mean, the, 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 the you say four podcasts are... Uh, uh, a month. I mean, at the moment, you're, you're getting bombarded with content. You know, there's there's lots of podcasts yes. each week at the moment. It feels, yeah. and there's loads yeah. of content going up. Like I say, when we're talking about Bang Boom Creative, there's the uh, new documentary video up on there. You can obviously watch the drunk cast with Romesh and Brett yes. and Pip and yeah. and us on there. Like yeah. you can watch that. And then you've got your top five different. Uh, you do um, sort of like top five favourite music tracks from different genres. And yep. uh, yeah, there's loads of those, and uh, I've done a few top five uh, movie genre picks, which will continue. So yeah, so they're actually at the moment during isolation. There's there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, and um, we should say as well, you're not locked in for anything if you no. sign up for that. I mean, Chris will have your home address, but um, I'll try and well, lock you in. Yeah, but but yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can you can trial it for a, you know a month and, uh, and then go. Nah, See you later, I losers. I listen to fucking fifty podcasts and I paid you ten dollars. Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm cool with that. I know you are. It's uh, it's it's nice. I love Patreon and I love that people can pay what they feel and fuck off. Yeah, you know, if they don't like it, it's great. You know, it's... there you go. Sales so, pitch. Sales pitch. Sales you can pitch. pay for it or fuck off. <laughs> um... Oscar Darcy. <laughs> Let's do Oscar. This is good chat. Uh, good uh, choice. After party memories. So. Let's just have a little chat about after-party memories. How did you interpret that question? Do, do you think Oscar means after-parties? So after there's a, there's a party after the party. So it's like right. the set. Or did you think it's just like after the party, maybe the next morning memories or reflections? What, what is your Oh, story? no, no. No, but I, I saw it as like... Whether you've been at, not necessarily a party, or like you could have just been at a pub and then you go back to your mates and things like that. Just like the, the maybe the kind of event that you wasn't planning on attending uh, okay. after, after doing something. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so I, I, I did, I, I've mixed in a bit of both on mine. So some are literally after parties and some are just sort of like the morning after sort of memories and, and stuff like that. Um, because you know what? In terms of after parties, I think you've seen me out. I'm not really one for holding back. Like I like to have the party at the party. I think that's a, a fair thing. It's to a say. fair observation, isn't it? My, you know, people have said, "Hey, we're going to be partying here." I'm like, "Right, okay." And then uh, I give it, I give it 110. percent I apologise and I fuck off home, and hopefully that's the last I hear of it. You know, the thought of going, saving myself for it, oh, the party's not done, we're going to keep on partying, party all night. I'm not, I'm not, I've misjudged the situation. (laughs) I'm not into like, like going to someone's house after. I guess I did a bit back in the day, especially when I took lots of drugs, because there's no point in going back home and then just lying in bed. (laughs) Did you, talking about that, have you watched all of Afterlife yet? 
with yeah. Ricky. I, I thought the second season was absolutely me and Molly were in hysterics and tears throughout that. I thought it was superbly written. And when um, Dennis, Dennis Penis's uh, character, uh, the uh, psychologist, talks about he's done a load of cocaine and he's just lying in bed doing the the uh, what's it called the uh, the luge in bed as <laughs> he's trying to run the drug off him. I thought it was genius. So yes, I, I've got I've got to admit. Um, I wasn't blown away by series no? two. Really? Yeah, I watched it all in one hit, um, and I was so excited. Mm. And and I've I've got to admit, I thought I didn't think it was as good as series one. Right. Uh, and yeah, I thought there were some bits in it that were absolutely brilliant, and and Paul Kay was was amazing yeah. in it. Um, and and yeah, I I think some of the, the, the I, I really enjoyed. Um, I, and I didn't. I'm not saying so it's not. That I didn't enjoy it, but I just. I, I didn't find it. When I saw series one, it blew me away. And, Do you think uh, it's because he'd already he'd made the decision really not to kill himself? So he was like, "Where are we going now?" I or... think that's what it is. It's like I need closure, Chris. I can't yeah. have no nonsense. Stuart, no Keep nonsense with him. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. All right. What's your number five? All right. So I'm just gonna. This is just. Um, the morning after, just like our very first ever house party, and I just it. There's nothing. There's nothing clever or funny about this. It, it you know, or radical. It was. I remember we had a house party at a friend's, and it was a group of girls' house, and it was one. Sorry, you've about to start your five with. There's nothing clever about this. Like you presume our listeners are going to think, right, here goes Chris, this must be something clever. Strap in. Can't wait for the twist. <laughs> oh. This, this is going to go over your heads. The misdirection there and the, the callback to episode 103 was absolutely genius. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, sorry. I, I, I really don't think that about myself. Um, <laughs> Maybe look like a right cunt now. Um, <laughs> No, it's just it's just more sentimental, and uh, it's the fact that um, we used to hang out with a group like so. Me and uh, some of my boy mates, we used to hang out with a group of girls that we nicknamed the Nunnery. Uh, I can't really particularly remember the reasons why we called them the Nunnery, and um, were they nuns? Uh, yeah, they were, <laughs> and okay. um, but I still can't quite um, make that link. And um, it was uh, Emma's house, and it was just it was the first real house party I went to. And we were like, I don't know, we was, um, I'm going to say 16, 15, 16. And um, it was it was just crazy. It was a real blast. And, um, you know, we're drinking and dancing and we had ministry set. Like the first two albums by the Ministry of Sound, the, the green and the, uh, the, the, the sort of like the burgundy colour one. And I just remember having a wicked night. And then the next morning, sort of like we were all still there. We'd all slept over and it was all sort of just we were all discussing the night before and how, how wild it was. And what I loved about it, and when I was thinking about it this morning, was it's so it felt so big. Even now I can think of how I felt then. And it felt like we were doing stuff that no one had ever done. Like we'd, we'd, we'd invented something or we'd discovered like a pot of gold. And it, everything felt so crazy. Was that, that hybrid of Twister and um, <laughs> Soggy Biscuit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, what, uh, what we played the other night. Um, from two metres away. We're not, you know, animals. Yeah. Um, so- soggy twist it. <laughs> soggy twist it. <laughs> it, was such a, it was such a wicked thing. And a few of my friends that night had lost their virginity as well to their, their girlfriends, you know. And it was kind of like, it was all exciting that these things had finally happened. And it was just really cool. Sorry, just, was, this, was you in American Pie? 
<laughs> no one fucked an apple, uh, apple pie. No, yeah, that was it. And I just, as soon as you, you like, we, we considered doing that, I guess it's a bit of boring one. It's just a sentimental one. I just remember that being the first one and it just being new and exciting and everything yeah. seems so big. Like, everything seems so massive then. And now when I look, I go, the foot, like I've just said before this, I'm not really one for house parties. I mean, it's just like, there's nothing, there's not a lot there at a house party for me anymore. That I'm, sure. I mean, you I don't imagine you get invited to many. <laughs> Probably not a problem. I really don't. I really don't. Yeah, the last one I was an absolute menace at. So yeah, it's, uh... it's, uh, it's Chris coming tonight. Oh, oh shit! Do you know what? I oh god, I feel terrible. I forgot to invite him. Should I give him a buzz? No, no, no. Probably not. No, I've not. I've not really catered for, for, for oh, the amount mate. of food. I had to go. The last, the last proper one I went to was Molly's house party. She had in the in the first year we dated, and I think I had to go and meet up with her sister and apologise. You you misjudged the situation. Oh, night, wow, yeah, it hasn't made my top five, but it's fucking memorable. It's just quite. It's just a bit too painful to. <laughs> to talk about it's too soon man it's too too, soon. it is too soon I'll tell you that I'll, I'll tell your listeners that another day um, so that's my number five what's your number five man um, so I'm going to start with um, uh, one, one that just generally is at my expense um, and uh, so so obviously any after parties I would attend after clubs mm. I would generally be driving to because I yeah. would have generally well, been working at the club yeah and, and so and so one of the first sort of clubs um, I used to do in Basildon, um, I, I, we'd often, they used to shut at 12 because it was in like a function hall of a pub. Right. So uh, when that shut, generally, you know, if someone's, one of your mate's parents were away, you'd have an after, you know, you'd go yeah. around there afterwards yeah. just for a drink. And, uh, and so uh, at the time, we all got invited back to um, uh, Cunt and the Gang's uh, uh, partner's house and uh, and they'd all been there like from about 10 o'clock they'd all left the club early and had, yeah. had gone there and were all quite pissed and uh, and so I, I then drove over afterwards mm-hmm. to, to to catch up with them all yeah. uh, and so I've sort of walked into so, uh, I think her parents were away and well, they would have been away. And there was like just, you know, loads of people all crammed into sofas and all sitting on the floor. Like, well, not like a party yeah. as such, but it was a, it was a gathering of yeah. probably about sort of, you know, 15 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember sort of walking in stone cold sober and I, I had like one huge box in my left hand, which had like three like compartments in full of seven inch singles and it weighed a ton. Yeah. And then also in my other hand, I had a big square box which had all my 12 inches and albums in. Yeah. So both boxes weighed a ton, and uh, and I remember sort of, like, sort of coming through the, the the living room door and sort of seeing everyone and just going like, "Oh, where is everyone?" And Nick from Math and Manliness was was sitting behind me uh, on the sofa. I just thought there'd be some real value in just leaning forward and pulling my trousers and pants down. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> there was. Uh, so uh, there I was standing in the middle of uh, oh, no. a front room with, um, and uh, probably about eight of them were total strangers and women. Um, mm. And there I was with t- two boxes in my hands uh, with my oh. trousers and pants around my ankles uh, with my unsuspected um, ding dong. Uh, the thing is, the thing is about this is you were sober. And no one, like the worst thing, like somewhat, well, hanging around your mates when they're gattered 
and you're sober, it's kind of can be quite hard work, can't it? Like mm. as soon as I see some like Mark, Mark's eyes, they go, and I'm like, oh fucking, hell, I don't know if I can be around this right now. Mm. And then so you're sober anyway, so then you're more conscious of all that happening. But the other thing I want to just um, talk about is how many times have you recounted stories where you've got two things in your hand and then someone pulls your trousers down? When you learn. I only it's, carry things uh, in one hand and have one hand uh, around your belt at <laughs> all, all times. Uh, uh, but it would have been in the kind of the, the, the skatey years, so it would have been like loose baggies. Mm. Like there would have been a lot of that going on. And I was saying to Carol earlier when I was sort of trying to work out me five, I said like it was just a spate of like it felt like about a year of like the funniest thing you could do was to just pull down your mate's trousers and pants in in somewhere public. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's a really, I mean, it is really funny, oh, it's, it's but um, it it's also like, um, if it's you, it's really embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could do top five times I've had my trousers and pants pulled down by one of my mates in public, and I could do a top five of pulling down my mate's trousers and pants in public. Sounds great. We've, um, got, we've got the time. Let's do this. <laughs> But uh, um, n- none, none any better than um, at, uh, the second stage at V, uh, at right at the bottom <laughs> by the stage, because that's on a slope. My brother with a tray of beer, oh. and uh, and yeah, and, and Nick from Alpha Manlin is pulling down his trousers and pants in front of about forty thousand people. Oh, thank you. That was pretty spectacular. My favourite one, just as with derailing this, is uh, uh, we went to Alton Towers. My mate went to the uh, that he had to click collect some sort of like he went to the ticket office anyway like to this certain bit and it was quite low down and I think that's what inspired me to rip his trousers and pants down because the counter was so low it was facing his dick and and the woman looked away and he looked into his wallet and I ripped his trousers and pants down and she looked back and there he was just with his peck up like about a foot away from her face <laughs> Oh man! I just love the fact that there was no there was no thought of this is a place for children in my mind. It was it was like she's gonna get a proper face full of his dick. What's amazing is your first consideration was how funny what you're gonna do is. Your second consideration was that there might not be any children there. At no point did you consider the poor mother, probably married wife, uh, with a cock <laughs> right in front of her face from a strange man. <laughs> That's really bad. Sorry, let me, um, let me, you must all think I'm horrible. Let me clarify that. Let me, let, once I say this, it'll sound fine. There was a, there was glass between them. All oh, right, yeah, That's fine. So yeah. it's absolutely fine. Um, oh God. But are you all right, mate? Died COVID? laughing at that. I am. Um, oh dear. I, honestly, <clears throat> she looked away. It wasn't even. I didn't even mean to plan it as well as it happened. But she looked away to some other computer screen, and then when she looked back, his cock was out. <laughs> but she, she was laughing. I was obviously well chuffed with myself, and um, and the only person annoyed was Tom. Bad sport. I had to um, go into DHL uh, <clears throat> in Basildon once to collect a parcel. Uh, and it was for Justin, Big Papa Jay, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was sitting outside in his car while running and got it. Uh, I had um, at the time we had Blackberries, and I remember oh, God. sending him a message just saying, "Have you got um, the reference number?" 
for, to collect the thing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so yeah. he yeah. sent me it back as yeah. a voice yeah. message. Yeah. And so I've pressed play thinking it was going to held it up to the woman because I presumed it was going to be the, <laughs> the, the, the reference yeah. number. Yeah. And it was just him in a really high-pitched voice going, I want to lick you out! <laughs> Oh God! Oh. Um, I spoke to um, I spoke to Big Papa Jay yesterday. Uh, he's got his podcast set up. He's ready to go whenever oh, we incredible. want him back. Incredible! So we'll, uh, we'll we'll do some. Uh, we we'll get Big Papa Jay back on oh, um, man, in, in lockdown. Yeah. So yeah, my uh, number five was um, trousers and pants pulled down uh, in uh, in Vic's front room. Imp- incredible. Okay. So this is an after party memory. This isn't fun. This one. Uh, this is uh, Andrew Chambers' wedding. So Andy, who came on not that long ago, one of my good mates, uh, he, he runs Talk Club and, and, and bits and pieces like that for helping with men's mental health. Well, he gave me a bit of a mental health problem when he did this to us. His wedding uh, was beautiful. It was down in like Salcombe, like this, uh, the West West Country, and it, it was incredible. It was a really, really just one just an incredible day. And the party, the after party itself, after the wedding, was fucking off the chart. And we, we ended up back at... We'd hired literally like this... Um, I'd say like a fort... Not a fort or a castle. Not as big as that. But it, it had its own keep. A house? No, it had its own keep. And it looked like a castle. But it was a bit smaller. And it was overlooking... Shed. This... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Overlooking this uh, river. It was, it was proper incredible. And the the light the dining room was massive. It was just fucking huge. And it, it went out onto the balcony and it was epic. And there must have been about 30 of us there. And so we had this absolutely epic after party. It was, it was brilliant. Um, but what that went on till 5. And at about 3am, Andy dropped it on us that uh, we needed to help him uh, clear away his wedding that had about 200 plus guests. So we all had to get up at like 7.30, fucked out of our faces. And, and the, his wedding was massive. It was not a normal size wedding. It was, it was really all bells and whistles. And we had to talk. We, we were cleaning through till about three in the afternoon. And that's the memory I have of it. Not all the fun stuff is the thing that all of us were walking around this like wedding venue absolutely hanging out of our ass because our mate had proper stitched us up. That's we couldn't when... say no. That's how you test friendship, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I, I think I would have really have tried to have thought of a way of sloping off. Uh, one of our mates didn't show up. One of our mates was just, oh, I got up late. It's like, Tom, we're all together. We kept saying, get out of bed. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking longed us off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorts to, sorts, yeah, you know who your mates are. Uh, but yeah, that was absolutely brutal. Absolutely, I just remember hating that. But the the party, the actual after party, was just like um, it was the perfect wedding after party. It just there was a big party at the wedding, and then to go back there and just go on till like four in the morning, it, it was it was incredible. That's that story. My mate made me clear up. What's your number four? Um, right. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna talk about um. Uh, wild swimming, right? So I'm going to talk about um, when we all went away. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I guess it wasn't an after party as such, but we all went out, swam all day, and then we went out to the pub, had some dinner, had some drinks, yeah. and then bought a load of booze yeah. and a load of food yeah. and then just set the mics up yeah, and yeah. then 
just sat there chatting and recording podcasts yeah. till the early hours, yeah. just drinking whatever booze we had. I yeah. think we had a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. We had like wine. Red and, wine. And, sem- and 76, who's not a big drinker, it was really good to see him kind of let his hair down yeah. and, and get stuck into the booze and, and yeah. Tom as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I just remember thinking, this is great. This is like, we've been out and done some really cool stuff all day. And yeah. now we're all just kind of hanging out, just making each other laugh and and just recording it. And yeah. <clears throat> the recording bit didn't really make any odds, really. It was just like... <laughs> I think having the recorders on just kind of pushed us to try and find more and more exciting and stupid chat. Yeah. And yeah, so that 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 was uh if if you call that an after party, that that was I'm I'm having that as my oh. number four. All right then, Captain Rock and Roll. It'd be a hard one to top that. Me and oh, you. I, the last one you was just wandering around a fucking <laughs> wedding venue with shaken back. Um <laughs> But the other thing is, when we woke up in the morning after that, there was just like mounds of cheese in the middle of the bedroom, just open and stinking. We were like, oh, God. It was grotty. Cause that was a youth hostel, wasn't it, we were staying yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, we just had this room with just like, there was four of us, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. it was four. Yeah. The, 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 the four of us in there, and it was just, it just reeked of just booze, farts, and just... And cheese. And just men. I it want, was just... yeah. It's gross. I wonder what the person who had to clean that room thought we got up to in there. Just going in there and there's just this real strong smell of cheese and just four honking great men had stayed in this tiny little room all night. Um, they might have oh. just thought we were French. They like cheese. <laughs> it's very racist, actually. Is it? Yeah, it's racist. Very is racist. That ra- <laughs> <laughs> is that racist, saying that French people like cheese? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it was a great, it's a great, it was a great time, and it was a really nice, uh, really nice memory, mate. Uh, yeah, I had a great time there. And this bloody, this bloody self-isolation business is not helping us with our tour, is it? But oh, do you know what they're doing? They, they, they keep putting like, I don't watch much telly. I've watched very little telly mm. during this this lockdown. Um, but generally, like, you know, once we finished our dinner, the, the, the yeah. TV's on at about seven o'clock. And there's always something on in the background that kind of catches my eye. So either something about, like, the coast or something about Scotland or something about the Lake District or something about the Brecon Beacons. And it just reminds you. And it's the only time where, like, my heart sinks a bit where I just think... And Carol has said a lot. She's like, oh, I really wish we could go to Scotland there. And it's like, yeah, can't really, can we? And it's like, because there's all these beautiful places that you just can't go to at the moment. And, yeah, I've just... I've not done anything like that this year, and yeah, I miss my fix of of mountains and lakes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm very much up for um, p- popping that cherry with you, mate. When when we can uh, when we can get out there, really. Um, I think it'd be really cool too. Uh, so number three. Well, that's um, awkward because I didn't really invite you, but okay, fair enough. You're coming no, in. Brilliant. No, no, I'm coming. Fucking along. great. No, it's cool, man. It'd be great for me, not so much for you. Um, number three is. After party memories, uh, the, the thing I like in is the this going to involve you cleaning up again? It's not. F- it's not that much different from that. And I oh, wonder sorry. if when Oscar picked this, he really thought there was going. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. To be like, oh yeah, God, I bet all oh, these guys, I bet they've got some really crazy stories. The problem with my crazy stories, Oscar, is I'm definitely not the person who's going to remember what happened. Like, you know, we need to phone up Ben Simpson and just put, put him on receiver and go, Ben, talk about some times Chris has had some, like, fun after parties. Um, for example, not on this list is the time I went to see Bjork and then uh, a festival and then we went to an after party where Boys Noise DJ'd. Forgot about that. That's only just... I only just remembered I went to that. That's obviously pretty cool. Instead, what I'm going to talk to you about is I really like um, in the morning after parties... Um, since that very first house party, whenever we, uh, me and my friends get together and we have a, a big night out and we all stay at the same place, is in the morning we're going to get a breakfast on. And we have got it. We, it's like a military operation. And it's just not going to, no, it's never going to get fucked up. Because even if there's a bit of, once someone's on a bit of a man down or whatever because they, they drunk too much alcohol or whatever... Between that unit of like probably between eight and ten of us, we're going to create an incredible, like just an absolute slap up, brilliant English breakfast. And it always beats the ones you'll get in a canteen. And it's such a all good. Right. Jamie all, Oliver. And it's, a, <laughs> it's just a really good team effort as well. Like I love, I love how everyone just comes together and everyone's like in the kitchen. People are like monitoring the sausages and bacon, or someone's on like the chopped tomatoes. That's probably my job because. Because they're in a can, they're already chopped, Stu. It's a little top tip. Oh, um, right. And, uh, uh, Incidentally, I don't, want, I don't want any of that shit anywhere near my fire. You don't like chopped uh, tomatoes, do you? Ah, uh, rotten. Well, I can't remember what you have in yours. Well, I can't... There's, there's, a, there's something in yours. Every, every, everything but that. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it is everything. And it's, it's plum tomatoes, isn't it? Yeah. Gross. Oh, they're well look good. Like, they literally look like someone's plums, like if you've just ripped them from your scrotal sack and just plunked them on someone and, and literally moistened someone's fucking fried bread. <laughs> Done that often, have we? <laughs> just, just occasionally on a Sunday. Um, yeah, I, yeah. so the last time was Jersey. We went out to see a good friend who lives in Jersey, Paul, and um, I remember just being in his kitchen and, and just looking around and marvelling at the, the, the militaristic, fashion that everyone was uh, like doing this uh, cooked breakfast and even the cleanup there's no 
There's not even a there's not a there's not a whinge in sight. It's just like we've done, we've Fuck finished, we clear up. It's, honestly, you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even have known that we'd have had a, a, a an epic breakfast. I'll tell you what, done. right? For people that are, that are tuned into this episode, <laughs> expecting expecting to hear like some Craig Gleason gold, you've literally told me that you basically like. You'd, you'd make a really nice partner for me because you know you're really good at you're really good at cooking. You know you're quite like you know sticking the oeuvre around. You know mm. you'd le- you know you leave me to get on with me. You know what I got to get on with, and uh, and you take care of everything we else. Have a nice time. I, I I do find it quite funny. I mean it, it's not quite Oliver Reed material, is it? No, and and that and and that boys' nice night was absolute fucking hell. Don't try and claw it back now. I'm not going to. You've already I'm said g- your, your highlight of your fucking after party was the military precision of making some <laughs> sausages. <laughs> I can't be. The thing is, the boys' nice thing. I find this. It's like sketches of what happened. That yeah, night. God, must have been crazy. I was off yeah. my face. Oh, the military precision of the of, of the guys in the kebab van afterwards was impressive. Hey, listen. Ask ask them for a dishcloth and just had a little tidy up and clean up. <laughs> once, just, uh, you know that you know that counter that they have. I just wiped that down yeah, for them because you get yeah. salt on there quite a lot, didn't you? People are a bit of course sloppy. you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. What's Fuck your number three then? Um, what's mine? Uh, uh, right. So I'm going to talk about. Um, uh, Coco, and uh, and it was my um, <clears throat> it was my I think it was my oh should I talk about that? <laughs> I'm just trying to think. yeah that's quite naughty. Um, <laughs> my, yeah uh, yeah I'm going to talk about my 21st. Okay. So my my, my 21st <clears throat> birthday happened to fall on the same night as my band was playing in the final of the Battle of the Bands competition oh, at the wow. Army and Navy in Chelmsford. And uh, and that was the night that um the prodigy were there. Yeah. And uh and and saw our guitarist John. And uh and yeah, and we'd sold it out. We took like a couple of like double decker buses from from where we lived over to Chelmsford and it was like complete it was like it, it, there's a video of it. Um and and it's weird. I can't get to the stage because the crowd are all chanting our name. It was the most exciting thing ever, and and yeah, and it was my birthday, and and we won, and so we won like I think we won like five hundred quid, Incredible. and like and uh, and I can't feel what else the prize was. What a fucking twenty first! It was amazing, and like and uh, you know, and in that band was Mr. Gels and Dennis and and so many previous guests, and and like that still like you know my closest mates to this day, yeah. and. And so it was. It was brilliant. This, obviously, DJ Destruction was on stage with us, yeah. and and it was so cool that like that that all finished. We all got on the bus back to um, Gray's, and it was just like a complete party bus where we'd yeah. won, and it was just like loads of cans of drink. And and um, Gav, who was one of the rappers in the band, um, his his mum, uh, God God bless her, um, uh, um, they had this wonderful house in the middle of nowhere, and 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 she was a nurse, and she was just like. She had this. They had a little bar in their house, and they were just the. They were just super cool parents. They were yeah. just like, "Let's have a party, come on, let's get all the buses to come back to ours, and oh, we'll have a party." Oh. And so we just went back there and and just literally stayed up all night, just oh, drinking and and, no. and and celebrating, you know, winning the the Essex Battle of the Bands and and and, my, and me turning twenty one. So it was like it was yeah, it was like the the best after party ever because like Hacky. all of my pals were there. And it was like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool, mate. Hacking, that's incredible. What a twenty-first, man! Absolutely, yeah. it was good. And what, and what's quite weird is, um, 
what summed up to, to that night and, and what has happened every, every subsequent birthday is I think Dennis leaned forward into one of the guitar mics and just went, um, I listen up everyone. It's, uh, it's Stu's 21st birthday tonight through the mic. And obviously everyone, not obviously, but the, the crowd all cheered. And, uh, and then when it went quiet, uh, Mr. Gell just went, and he's still a cunt. <laughs> and, uh, and, and to this day, Whenever it's on social media, someone might put, oh, happy birthday, Stu. <laughs> and like, it would just put 46 and still a cunt. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and thank God for Facebook. <laughs> like, he's yeah. got an opportunity to do that every year. You can't, you can't miss you. That's, that's well good, man. My 21st birthday um, was just a party at my house. But that, I guess that's another story. But Pip was there. Um, there was quite a lot of uh, fun stuff happen at that. But... My number one is also related a little bit to sort of like the sort of goings on at that house party for my birthday. So I'll tell you that in a minute. So for is my it no- the cleaning or the cooking? Um, number two is the you know how much use I got out of the last bit in a bottle of uh, Mister Sheen on my. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, my number two is uh, this was sort of like I guess. Where after parties, I was I was going to a lot of them. So I'm, this was like early twenties, and oh, okay. I, this particular one was at uni. And in our uni halls, uh, me, Paul, who I spoke about earlier in Jersey, and, and Mark actually, I whinged about earlier with his beer eyes. Um, we all went to uni at the same place in Birmingham, and it was great. And I've always said about how lucky I was to have that time. And uh, but our house parties were were really epic, and. We used to like pretty much go out every Saturday night, go to some sort of rave, then come back, and we our after parties would go on till quite a long time. Um, and this particular one, I'm remembering, which I've got on foot video footage somewhere because we were filming it, and I'm too scared to watch this video because there's so much tragic behaviour of me of a 20 year old. I'm just too scared to ever watch it. I tried watching it when I was about, even when I was about 29, and I was like, this is disgusting, and. Um, but in this particular video, we're having a full-on rave in someone's, like, basically in someone's room. And there's a fucking strobe, there's a bloody smoke machine. You know, everyone's high as kites, people are passing around spliffs. And I think it's about the third time security from the complex have come in to try and, like, like that night have tried to stop it. And they just ended up coming in and joining us. And they, it was literally the, the epitome. If you can't beat them, join them. And then they just came in and they're all on, they're all on camera just partying with us, basically. Because they were like, it's just not going to happen. Because we'd, we'd done it quite a lot as well. And I think they just gave up. And that was a proper, that was a really good house party. And uh, maybe one day I'll try and find that footage and, uh, and, and put it on the Patreon. But um, yeah, that was one hell of a house party, that. We, like, we were quite... We weren't horrible people. I've always said this before, but um, we're quite gregarious and mischievous, and and probably living with us in that in that block of flats was not a fucking easy thing to deal with. If you if you'd gone to university and you were really keen on getting an education, I think I had three people move out of our flat. Out, you know, out of our unit of seven, three people moved out moved out ultimately because it was just too it was just too loud. And uh, I kind of regret that a little bit, but also it was a lot of fun. What's your number two, buddy? Oh, um, my number two. Um, my number two is um, uh, is <clears throat> is our after party um, at the Oaks um, after. Uh, oh God! After the whiskey, that was incredible. Uh, I, I know we touched on this the other day, so I'll keep it yeah. brief. But yeah. um, 
but yeah, just that, um, that j just the idea that we'd, we, we, I mean, we had an after party at about half past seven at night. Yeah. Um, because we'd started drinking, we'd, we drunk a pint of whiskey between sort of about, about half four and half six, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then decided we needed some pints of Guinness and, uh, and had an after party, which I can't really remember. And uh, obviously you posted the video on Patreon yeah, yeah. of you rapping, uh, in the kebab shop afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I, do you know, I watched it again <laughs> and I was literally <laughs> pissing my pants laughing because you are so hammered in that, aren't you? I'm really gone. I'm really gone. <laughs> That's my favorite, like drunk me. Is when yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm obviously being a fool, and and, and I already know because I already start laughing before I do what I do. You know, I'm about. Oh, to you're really cracking up at your own joke before you've even told it. Cunt myself. I know how badly I'm about to cunt myself off, and, <laughs> and then I just do it. And um, I, I like that. I like that level of drunk. And um, yeah. it was, you know, you're you're an absolute great crack. And actually, um, thinking about our nights out, even um, probably like uh, like. The after parties after our podcast in sort of um, in Dublin was really cool. Like you know, just drinking yeah. after with you, and uh, not so much. Pip Pip's probably just upset. Yeah, Manchester. We, yeah, we, we always have a really good laugh, man. And uh, yeah, that's a, a great thought. Um. Yeah. So, uh, hang on a minute. Whose is it? Me that, or you? That was your number two. So it's my number one. Unless you got anything. Oh to yeah, add, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. That's it. Yeah, your number one. My number one is. And after, this is the day after, um, this is after a party, and this party was an acid party, and it was basically the first time I ever took acid um, with um, Scroobius Pip, and we, we we had it on cassette for a while, and we always wish we, 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 could, we could find that madness. And, um, but the, it's an after party memory, because basically, I remember coming round off this trip about six you know we'd, we'd been tripping for fucking god knows how long eight hours or something like that and i came round in a field in landon and it was a sunday morning and I, I was supposed to be working in a local clothes shop called mission and i phoned my boss and was just like oh tony um i'm in a field in landon and i've you know i've i've, I've accidentally sort of like overdone overdone the partying and uh and tony was like yeah, I was like, I don't, I'm not going to be able to make it in. And he's like, I'll oh, call. Cool. Yeah, no worries. Well, um, I'll just start looking for a, a new a new Saturday boy, basically, or Sunday boy. I was like, no, 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 you can't fire me. He's like, Chris, if you don't come in because you went out last night, I'm going to fire you. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I went in, but I still weren't all there. Obviously, I was like really sort of like this 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 sort of hangover and having taken acid. I probably wasn't fully come down off it, and. um the reason why it makes my sort of like after party memories is because that whole day in the office, uh, not in the office, in the clothes shop, he was winding me up. Like he'd, he'd say, right, Chris, go and get the McDonald's for lunch. So I'd go down to town, set, you know, go into the main part of the food court and that. And he'd close up the clothes shop and follow me to the food court and follow me about 10 metres behind me and then just keep calling out my name, then hiding. <laughs> and because I was like still a little bit wavy, that was freaking me out. Or like... Um, when we had paid customers in the shop, we'd all be sat around the counter, and uh, we'd have—they'd all be having a serious conversation. And I was just trying to, like, hopefully not be found out that I was off my face. And then Tony would turn to me, and then he would say something that was completely nonsensical. It and and I'd just have a meltdown because I'd be like, "He's not really said that, has he?" But the truth was, he did. He was prepared to make himself look like an absolute knob so that I would like have a you know bad trip. 
Oh, I'm loving Tony. Oh, Tony was, yeah, he's a very good wind-up merchant, is Tony. And, um, yeah, so for me, that, that, that after the, 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 the memory of being after that acid party and Tony winding me up all day long was just like, yeah, it's, it's just the one that came straight to mind when Oscar said this. So there you go, it's my number one. What's your number one, buddy-o? Uh, it's my 25th birthday. <clears throat> and so for my 25th birthday, um, we was... Um, my, my, the, the, the following band was living in uh, a studio uh, sleeping on the floor of the studio in High Barnet mm. um, for for about 10 days while we recorded our, our, our album uh, and Nick from Math and Manliness podcast was in that band <clears throat> and uh, and so we'd never lived in London and so it was like the, the only chance because at that point you know we, we was all going to gigs in Camden and stuff mm. like that it was always like someone would have to drive and we could get like night buses and trains home mm. and so um, but whilst on, on my birthday we was recording some stuff and uh, and we sort of planned to um, go out that evening and it was it was a Tuesday night and it was like feet first at Camden Palace yeah or Coco and uh, so it was like right we'll go feet first tonight and uh, and and I was still quite into football at that point as well. And uh, and anyway, as, as we was recording, there was another studio next door and, and I could hear a saxophone. And I was like, oh, there's a saxophone in that room. <coughs> and uh, so um, I just went and had a little look. And as I am done the door, I could see that it was Lee Thompson from Madness. <laughs> and I was like, that's Tomo from Madness. And... Uh, and he sort of come out, and he was like, all right? I was like, all right? And he was like, yeah. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm just recording our album. And he went like, all oh, right, how's it going? I went, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I was like, what are you doing? So I managed this band, and I'm just putting a bit of sax down for him. And I was like, oh, all right. And we got chatting, and then we mentioned football, and he went, oh, what are you doing after this? And I was like, uh, I'm just going to, I don't know, we're going to go out like late tonight. It's my birthday. He went, do you want to watch football first? I went, yeah, all right. So <laughs> we finished recording and then we walked across the road to this pub in High Barnet where I sat with one of my heroes who just bought me beer and we sat there and spoke about what it was like being in madness and stuff like that. Wow. And, and then we was like, right, all right, we're going we're to go. And we went into Camden and we went to Feet First and, and I just remember being in there just dancing all night. And then come out, and when we come out, I see Lee from Madness and I was like, all right, Lee. And he went, all right. I went, what are you doing? He went, oh, I've got to earn a couple of bob. I'm fly postering. And I was like, this geezer had more top 40 hits than any other band <laughs> in the 80s. And he's fly postering. And he was like, oh, right. So we're going back to the studio. I went, yeah, he went, I'll jump in the van. And like, oh, and then we just went back to the studio. And then just had another, had another little like couple of beers and, and just sat there chatting with, with my band as my album was nearly finished. Our album, sorry, was nearly finished. And, and, and sat there with... Yeah, one of madness, wow. just having, having a beer. So that was a good birthday. Right. Yeah, so that after party of just going back, getting lift back and uh, to the studio and just sitting in the studio having a beer. And, uh, and it, was in, it was in like, um, it was called Earthworks, this studio. And it was like, it was, it was underground and it was um, like, you could, it was like a tunnel that the, the, um, the, the um, oh, what were they called? Um, the, not the priests, the... Friars was it used to use um, underneath the church they used to hide in there 
Uh, and so it was this right. really mad, like, un- there was no natural light down there, so there was no TV signal mm. or anything like that. So you, we had nothing to do down there other than just literally just have a drink, have a chat, and we'd, yeah. we'd, we all had our guitars and stuff, yeah. so we'd just, like, you know, sit around. And that's what we'd done all night, just sat around drinking beer, chatting to Lee and, and playing some songs. And, yeah, it was, it was a mm. perfect after party, so that's my number one. Sounds like he's grooming you, mate. Oh, yeah. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, and there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free so every other month there'll be a new edition out so go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well podbiblemag.com it's a drunken soiree in the within Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 